Baptist Church, the Word of God is proclaimed with passion every Sunday morning. Together we go on a weekly spiritual odyssey and are inspired by Dr. Yvonne Jones-Bibbs. Through God, Pastor Bibbs highlights and teaches powerful biblical points that can change lives and set spirits free. Our primary goal is to introduce Christ to everyone. If you have moved into the Richmond, Virginia area or just visiting and seeking to meet friends as you serve the Lord and want to be in a down-home church atmosphere where everybody is somebody, when God is the head of the church, and we invite you to stop by the Sixth Baptist Church. I want you to sing along with us if you know this song. the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us, everybody, exalt his name together. For I sought the Lord, he heard my cry, hallelujah, and delivered me and all of us from all of our fears. God can do that. We bless the name of the Lord for your presence today in this virtual worship sanctuary whereby we are lifting up the name of Jesus. Aren't you happy to be present today? We thank God for your presence at the Sixth Baptist Church in Richmond, Virginia, USA. And we pray that you will just continue to celebrate the Lord regardless to where you live. Thank you for joining in with us today. And if by chance you are with another church earlier or later on, I bless the name of the Lord for the worship that you're going to be a part of. Oh, come, let us celebrate the Lord together and let us serve the Lord with gladness. Let's bow for a moment. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Make us, mold us, feel us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. We bless your name for this time of sharing, this time, dear Lord, of praying, this time of celebrating. We bless your name together, for we pray this prayer as you have taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and forever. Amen, amen, and amen. Bless the name of the Lord for you today again. And we're thankful that you're joining us as we celebrate the Lord's day, the Lord's worship, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Pray along with us and celebrate along with us as we hear the preached word today from the Reverend Joe Young, the Minister of Christian Education at the Sixth Baptist Church. We are thankful to God for him and grateful to God for the knowledge that he shares with us every week 
through the taught word on Mondays at 7 p.m. and throughout the week preparing people to celebrate as well. Praise God for Reverend Joe Young. We ask that you will continue to celebrate this worship and invite others to come on board with us by liking and sharing, like and share, and celebrate by telling people verbally, if you can give them a call too, if you're not if you're listening by way of teleconference, give them a call and let them know we're beginning our worship service today. God bless everyone. We love you so much. Let's continue to celebrate this worship right now with music and other ways in which we can celebrate God by listening and preparing yourselves at home right now. Meditate, pray, and listen to the Word of God through music the anointed word of God through the celebration of music. God bless you. Like a ship that's tossed and driven Battered by an angry sea When the storms of life are raging And fury falls on me I wonder what I have done To make this race so hard to run I say to my soul, take courage, you know, the Lord will make a way somehow. I try to do my best in service, I try to do the best I can. When I try to do the right thing, evil's present on every hand. I look up and wonder why good fortune seems to pass me by. Say to my soul, be patient, you know the Lord will make a way somehow. Often there's misunderstanding out of all the good I do. Go to friends for consolation And I find them there complaining too So many nights are tossed in pain Wondering where the day Say to my heart, 
Don't worry, cause you know the Lord will make a way. You know the Lord will make a way somehow. When beneath the cross above, He will take away each sorrow. Let Him have those burdens now. to give God glory and thank Pastor Bibbs for this opportunity to bring a word from the Lord this morning. The word of God is going to come from the first letter of John. The first letter of John, beginning in chapter 5 and verse 1. I'd like to read this from the New Living Translation. Here is the word of the Lord. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. And I'd like to use this scripture for, we, we would title, We Have the Victory. Let's pray. God, we praise you and thank you that you've given us this opportunity to break the bread of life. I pray, God, that you would cleanse me right now fresh with the blood of Jesus and fill me overflowing with your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would anoint the ears and the hearts of the hearers to be receptive and receive what you would have them to receive according to their need, even in this hour. We praise you, Father, that you have given us this opportunity in this tabernacle of technology to continue to proclaim your word. And I thank you for this and all things in the name of Jesus. May you be glorified. Amen and amen. Yeah, I wanted to share a thought today that I've entitled, We Have the Victory. We've been reading uh, in our daily reading of the Bible through uh, the Gospel of John, uh, I mean, through the letters of John and Jude in this past week and just started Revelation. And one of the things that occurred to me as we were reading through this is how uh, compact some of these letters are in terms of the density of not just theological or doctrinal, but very plain spoken truth about what God has for us. 
So when I, when I meditated on this and prayed about it, God gave me this thought. We have the victory. This world is evil. This world has plenty of resources, and we live in the richest country in the history of the world. And still there are 17 million children in this nation who go to bed hungry every night. This world is evil. This world creates division, chaos, conflict, and war for the purpose of manufacturing and selling millions of weapons, making billions of dollars whose sole purpose is to kill other human beings. This world is evil. This world has leaders and politicians and pundits who have been vaccinated themselves against coronavirus while at the same time discouraging others to do the same and supporting their desire to not be vaccinated or wear masks. This world is evil. This world has systems of evil. Malcolm noted it as economic exploitation, social degradation, and political oppression. Martin called it racism and poverty and militarism and materialism. And this includes systems that marginalize minority groups all over the world. Yes, this world is evil. And in all these things, we tend to fight the effect and not the cause. Paul wrote, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul wrote this in detail. And it's the same thing that John made plain and simple. Our battle is against this evil world. Our battle is not against white people. It's against the system of white supremacy. Our battle isn't against making money. Our battle is in the system of capitalistic greed. Our battle is not against men. It's against the system of male supremacy. Yes, this world is evil, and we have to know who we're fighting as we take on the battle. This world is evil because there's evil in this world. Yea, this world is evil because the purpose of this evil in this world is death. The enemy, Satan, the devil, this fallen angel named Lucifer, whose efforts are spent trying to destroy God's good, especially God's very good, that is the human beings that are made in God's image. Remember, the evil in this world is the enemy, not of God, but of God's good. His tool, deceit. His purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. He is the evil of this world, and he wants you dead. Not just physically dead, but permanently, eternally. And the enemy, the evil of this world, will go to the greatest lengths to accomplish his purpose. The evil of this world will get down and dirty with you and convince you you are living right. The evil of this world will also appear as an angel of light and fool you into believing that you're doing right. The scriptures point out, and John writes even in this letter, 
that this world is controlled by the devil, controlled by evil. That's what makes this world so evil because it's controlled by the devil. Still, John is declaring, and in our focus verse, every child of God, that is every child, everyone who was born of God, declares this evil, defeats this evil world, and we achieve victory through our faith. So in all this evil and wrong in this world, how do we achieve victory? You must be born again. In other words, you got to get in the family first. That is, water baptized, blood washed, spirit filled in the name of Jesus that brings you into the family of God and makes you a child of God. And there are several things that are essential as a child of God. One of those things, in fact, one of those things that's, that's, that stands up even in this context is a child of God is dependent. In other words... We are not independent of our parents as children. We are dependent in the same way on God Almighty to provide for us, to protect us, to take care of us. This does not mean that we're totally helpless, but we can do nothing right outside of God's loving arms. In fact, it's God's love, as it's mentioned in this text, that gives us the capacity to love God back. Because God loved us first. To love our brothers and sisters in Christ. To love our neighbor as ourselves and to even love our enemy first comes because God loved us first. A, a child of God is dependent be, be, because we have a God who will supply all of our needs through his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, and you know this. And, and we can trust God to be able to do so because we have a God who has, as we've known before, a cattle on thousands of hills, and there is plenty for each and every one of us. The, 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 the child of God is dependent on God because we're vulnerable to the winds of the day, the latest thing out, what's happening now. But the reality is our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The, 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 the child of God is dependent on God be, because uh, 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 the, the, we, we are challenged with the, the ways of this world and the ways that things get done in this world and the systems we were speaking about a minute ago. The ways of this world are evil. However, God is light. God is love. God is pure. God is everything that is not this world. The child of God is dependent on God against the wiles of the devil. We know that because we have a God who, despite when we fall prey to the wiles of the devil, who looks beyond our faults and sees our needs. We have a God who provides for our needs. So we're dependent upon not only God providing for our needs, our food, clothing, and shelter, so everything that we have belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But more than that, God provides us protection and security. And so we can, we can depend on God for everything we need to live in this evil world. 
Secondly, as a child of God, we are obedient. We are called to be obedient. Um, and we do so by proving God's love through obeying God's commandments. Obedience, as you know, causes growth. It causes maturity. And it also has reward. But, but you can't be obedient in ignorance. A child of God is obedient to God's command because a child of God knows God's command. A child of God is obedient who reads God's command and meditates on it day and night. A child of God is obedient because he listens to the word because faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. A child of God is obedient because he does the word because we are called to do the word more than just hear the word. A child of God uh, uh, is obedient to the word of God. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that's who we're obedient to. Does that make any sense to you today? It's important to recognize that as a child of God is dependent on God and a child of God is obedient to God. A child of God is also a resident in God. As the Holy Spirit lives in us, that's God in us, we reside inside God because it is in God in whom we live and breathe and have our being. We recognize even when the scriptures reminded us that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. David wrote, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the depths and make my bed, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Even your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day and the darkness is a light to you. God, as a child of God, we reside in God and there is nowhere we can go where God is not. So we can not only reside in God, but reside because of God and, and reside in God's house. As a child, we grew up and we had a place to live and we were blessed with, with, with parents who loved us. And that gave us an inkling of who God is. As a child, we have a permanent place, in fact. And even if we spent oh, uh, our life like the prodigal son in wasteful, riotous living, no matter where we may roam in this world, we can still come home. One more thing. God has given us what you call generational wealth, something that uh, systematically has been, uh, has been taken away from American descendants of African slaves. But understand that what we're looking at when we're talking about God's generational wealth is wealth built on home ownership. Well, Jesus, what did he say? I'm going to prepare a place for you. And, and it's going to be a house inside a mansion. <laughs> And think about the capacity to develop generational, in fact, eternal wealth by dwelling in the house that Jesus prepares for us. And so by the time we get there, we will have 
eternal wealth, understanding that what has been built is not been built by the hands of man because a child of God resides in God. So how do we truly establish our relationship with God and with victory over this evil world? Our faith. That's what the text says. But our faith is very specific. As a child of God, our faith is not in democracy or autocracy. Our faith is not in communism or capitalism, not in any political party or social organization. Our faith is not in mortal man. It's not in Buddhist philosophies. It's not in Hindu pursathas. It's not in the five pillars of Islam. Neither is our faith in Abraham or the patriarchs of Israel. Israel or the writers of the Gospels in the New Testament. Our faith is not our church or in our denominational affiliations or in our pastor. But as children of God, we achieve victory over this evil world through our faith in Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. So when the evil world steps to you, this evil world will step to you. Know that as a child of God, we are dependent to God, we are obedient to God and we reside in God through faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and that gives us the victory. The victory when the court clerk says the jury is in. The victory when the doctor can't do anything but shake his head. The victory when this evil world has beat you down. The victory over anything that haunts you. And beyond Halloween, we want to make sure that we look to God for all the things that we need victory over, the things that scare us, the things that have kept us down, the things that have burdened us, the things that, that keep us in a cycle of depression and anxiety and hate and hurt and fear. We have victory over all these things, over anyone who's ever hurt you, over every mistake we've ever made. We have victory. And this victory essentially reduces the number of certainties in this life as one, taxes. Why? Because, because as a child of God, with faith in Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who has the keys to death, hell, and the grave, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Like that song, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Satan, you have to flee. Tell me who can stand before us when we call on that great name, Jesus, 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 Jesus. We have the victory. Thank you for worshiping with us today. If you desire to learn more about becoming a disciple of Christ, visit our website at sixbaptistchurch.org and click on the front page, Become a Disciple. Fill out the form, hit submit, and we'll get back with you soon. Have a great week. God bless all. Thank you so very much, Reverend, Reverend Joe Young and the word was definitely a sound word that did not, I believe, uh, fall on deaf ears. But we're here to celebrate you and we bless God for you at the Sixth Baptist Church and how God has blessed us to be a blessing under your tutelage as you share the word of God and preach the word of God by teaching and living it as well. God bless you and your beautiful, beautiful family. 
Well, church, you know, as we end this service, uh, a few years ago, uh, Terry McCullough visited our sanctuary and asked for a moment to speak as he was running to be the 72nd uh, governor of the state of Virginia. As you know, he's running to be the 74th governor at this time. And uh, he wanted to come, but he can't be everywhere because of the coronavirus. We are asking you to listen to the message that he sent, and then you will be judged accordingly as God uh, gives you direction. As I said on last Sunday, you know, I'm a Democrat, and I'm going to go ahead and vote for uh, the Democratic lineup. And I know that God is going to just be in charge of everything. You know, I vote for God first. How about you? But we need the right people in the right office at the right time. And so I pray that, you know, as I vote for him, that he will be the person uh, that I'm voting for who will keep uh, the guidelines that he's given to us, the one who will remember all of his promises. But we know we lean on the promises of God, but we need mankind, men and women, to give us guidance in every way as well when it comes down to the laws of the land. So listen to him, and may God bless you indeed. And remember that you can accomplish more in one hour with God than a lifetime without him. So serve him today. God bless you. Hello everyone, I'm Terry McAuliffe, running for governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. I was the 72nd governor, running to be the 74th. As you know, as the 72nd governor, I got out of bed every single day fighting for you. I restored more felon rights than any governor in the history of the United States of America. If you remember, Republicans sued me, sued me for contempt of court. But I'm proud that 275,000 Virginians can vote. They could not vote before I ran for office. In addition, I leaned in, I banned the box, I took the Confederate flag off the Virginia license plate. My goal every day was to lift everybody up. I put a record investment in education. I got rid of five SOLs. I inherited an economy that was in chaos, a $2.4 billion deficit that was left to me. I left a half a billion dollar surplus, 200,000 new jobs created and personal income went up 14%. That's why so many leaders of the Black Caucus asked me to run again, because now we have COVID. And it's been so hard on so many people. So I'm back running for governor to take Virginia to the next level, to lift everybody up. I'm calling for a $2 billion investment in education. You know why? We're 50th out of 50 states on average teacher pay as it compares to the pay of your citizens. Really? 50th out of 50. That's disgraceful for the 10th wealthiest state in America. So as governor, I promise you, I will pay teachers above the national average for the first time ever. I'll get the 40,000 at-risk three and four-year-olds pre-K, and I'll make sure that every family has broadband within two years. And I'm gonna make sure everybody has quality, affordable health care. I did this before in a crisis, I will do it again. I need your help, I need you to vote. I'm running against a Trump wannabe that is self-funding, and has been endorsed by Donald Trump four times and said so much of the reason why I'm running for governor is because of Donald Trump. Well, folks, let me be clear. I'm running for governor for you. Voting is now open. 
Voting goes through November 2nd. If you haven't registered, October 12th is the deadline for registration. But people have to exercise their constitutional right. So please, please go vote. If you want to help me on the campaign, pull out your phone and text Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, to 50550. I need your help. Please vote and get your friends to vote. You have to vote like your life depends on it. Thank you.